Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I want to direct your attention today to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. Very familiar passage of scripture for those that have been in church for any length of time. And for the next few minutes, I hope to, to, to prepare you for things you go through, things you overcome, things that God takes you through, things that God gives you the miracles over. Amen. How many know that faith is so vital to our life? Faith, faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That's, That's a powerful verse right there. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in your mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. I want to talk to you about the action of faith. The action of faith. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, today. We appreciate your presence in this house. God, we give you the glory and the praise. Would you help us today? God, as we present your word, let it be a blessing to your people. God, let it help us draw closer to you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Let everybody say amen. And the Lord bless you. you can be seated. Praise God. Somebody say the action of faith. The action of faith. Yes, it does. Faith does have a voice. You know, there's all kinds of things that happen to us in our life, and sometimes bad things happen, don't they? Sometimes troubles come our way. Sometimes situations out of our control, problems that we did not plan for, things that can seemingly, that are meant to derail our destiny come to us. Paul wrote it like this. We're troubled on every side. Troubled on every side. That means cause to suffer hardship, feel narrowed, pressed upon, or under the pressure of circumstance, or the 
antagonism of an individual. We are troubled on every side, but not distressed, which means we're troubled and pressed, but we're not restricted. We are troubled and pressed, but we are not crushed. We're pressed with trouble on every side, but trouble doesn't destroy me. We're persecuted. We're harassed. We're persecuted and mistreated. We are living in an offended culture. And I want to tell you, the church can get offended just as much as the social person or the secularist, the humanist can get offended today. Those of the cancel culture that are looking for offense. And I don't want to get into that mentality where I get offended over everything. Amen. We're persecuted. We're mistreated. But not forsaken. Amen. That we are mistreated, but we're not alone. We're not helpless. We're not abandoned. We are not utterly forsaken. He said he would be with us. He'd be with us when we're persecuted. He'd be with us when we're pressed. Then he said we are cast down. That means to be hurt badly to the point of being knocked down. We have been knocked down. Anybody felt like you've been knocked down in your life? Felt like situations come that have put you in a, a, a in a feeling like you've just had the fist of, of Mike Tyson just come across your chin and, and you have been knocked down, hurt badly. But he said, but not destroyed. That means I've been knocked down, but not knocked out. I've been knocked down, but the 10 count didn't keep me down. I stood back up. Can you get the picture of the Apostle Paul where he was stoned and how that the stones came against him? Amen. The way that they would throw stones in those days, not little pebbles, but great stones. And they say that after they had stoned a man, that the piles of stones would be heaped upon him. I can see that Apostle that was left for dead. Amen. As the stones fell upon him and he began to push his way out and the rocks began to roll. And here's what he said. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Somebody say amen. amen. Cast down, knocked down, but not destroyed. So how do we deal with these ever-pressing, perplexing moments of trouble, persecution, and trials? How do we overcome things when things get tough, when COVID hits and we don't know about it? And how do we overcome things and our world turns upside down? Amen. I want to tell you, it is possible to live in the direst of times when you have faith, when you have unshakable, unbreakable faith. Hallelujah. You may be in pain, but you can have faith. You may in issues, but you can have faith. Your faith can lift you above the circumstance. If faith is more than just a mental ascent and believing in God, amen, we have to have faith that is rooted in our inner man, faith that comes from our mind, faith that comes into our heart, and from our mind, it becomes an attitude, and from that attitude, it becomes a proclamation, and from that proclamation, it becomes an action. Faith has action. Faith has action. Amen. We need an attitude of faith. Somebody say an attitude. attitude. You, 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 you ever know those folks that's got some attitudes? Ooh, 
Praise God. Don't you just love those folks that's got some attitudes? I love sparky attitudes. I, I, I love some uh, uh, spicy attitude every now and then. But I want to tell you, you, you and I pick our attitude. Somebody say, I chose my attitude. You woke up this morning and chose your attitude. I guess we can go home now. We pick our attitudes. We choose our attitudes. John Maxwell has written many books, but one of my favorite ones that he's written is about attitudes. And he said this, we cannot choose how many years we live. We cannot choose how much life those years will have. We cannot control the beauty of our face. But we can control the expression on it. We cannot control life's difficult moments, but we can choose to make life less difficult. We cannot control the negative atmosphere of the world, but we can control the atmosphere of our minds. Too often we try to choose and to control things we cannot. Too seldom we choose to control what we can, and that's our attitude. Amen. Your attitude will reveal the fruit of your life and your mind. Your attitude is reflection of who you really are, that true person that you really are. Somebody say amen. Amen. Attitude is going to be our best friend or our worst enemy. Amen. It is more honest than the things perhaps you can say or do, but eventually your attitude will come out. Your attitude will shine. It is the attitude of faith. Praise God. And that bright light out there on that windshield is really giving me a good attitude. Look at that. I don't even have to have a spotlight. Y'all doing all right back there? Praise God. I'm trying. What we put into our heart, what we put into our mind, what we put into our subconscious will become our attitude. Attitude is formed by what we think and what we meditate on. Put garbage in. Your mind. Put garbage in your mind. And ultimately, your attitude begins to stink. Put doubt and unbelief in your mind, and everything becomes gloomy and impossible. Titus bears this out in Titus chapter 1 and verse 15. Under the pure, all things are pure. Under the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Amen. You find somebody that everything is wrong, there's something wrong in the inside. Everything is bad, there's something bad on the inside. Hallelujah. But to the pure, everything is pure. When you see God in everything, you see the purity of everything. When you see God, you see the reality that becomes your attitude what we feed our heart what we put into our mind becomes our attitude our attitude then dictates our action look at joshua 1 and 8 this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth speaking somebody say speaking thou shalt meditate somebody say thinking therein day and night so you're saying it and you're thinking it day and night that thou mayest observe to do and here's the action so you have mouth you have mind and then you have motion mind mouth and motion is the action of attitude some people say well I want God to move I want God to move but where is the heart where is the 
the mind? Where is the concept of the inner man? Amen. If I'm thinking on the inside, God can, God can, then I'm going to be acting on the outside. God can, God can. I'll have the attitude, God can. What grabs my attention will soon become my attitude and ultimately become my action. Amen. I want to tell you this. Conditions do not determine attitude. Notice Paul's attitude was not based on the condition of being troubled on every side or being persecuted or being cast down. His, his attitude was not about that. Look at Paul as a great example. Paul writing from prison, a dark, cold, gloomy, lonely prison. Wasn't, it wasn't his fault that he was in jail, but he was nonetheless in jail. And from jail he writes, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's a man who's incarcerated on the outside, but he's free on the inside. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, your issues do not have to get you all the way down if you'll understand if I have a mind if I have a mind that meditates on the goodness of the Lord and on the things of the Lord then I will begin to rejoice always come on somebody lift your hands and begin to rejoice in this place today hallelujah praise God praise God look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33 Look what, what Jesus said. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. You make your thoughts corrupt, the actions will become corrupt. Make your thoughts good, the actions will be good. That's what he's saying. And then he said, oh, generation of vipers, how can you be an evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, what you fill your heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, amen, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. Paul, or Jesus, is declaring to us that it is what you speak is what is inside. What you've got inside is going to come out. And what you treasure is what you think on. What you treasure is what you think on. Many years ago when we pastored in another place, southwest, east of here, north. No, we didn't pastor north of here. South. A dear lady stood up and gave a prayer request and prayed for a couple that the Lord would help them in their marriage. And everybody laughed. And I prayed for the couple that the Lord would heal them in their marriage. <clears throat> it was a soap opera couple. 
that does not even exist that I later found out after service why everybody was laughing. Amen. Uh, uh, if your mind is set on those things, if your mind is set on those things, well, here's the deal. Here's what God wants us to understand. What you put your mind on, what you put your thoughts in, it's going to be the thing that helps see you through in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody stand to your feet right now and give God praise. Give God praise in this house. Hallelujah. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Praise be to God. Woo. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Paul does not ignore the fact that he was pressed. He does not ignore the fact that he was perplexed. He does not ignore the fact that he was persecuted. But he didn't linger long on the condition with his problem. Amen. I'm troubled, but I'm not stressed out. Why? There's something on the inside that is greater than my outside. I'm mistreated, but I'm not by myself. I'm hurt badly, but I'm still alive. Faith, dear brother and sister, has an attitude. Paul said, we have the same spirit somebody say attitude the same spirit of faith according as it is written faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord according as it is written I believed and therefore have I spoken we also believe and therefore speak I want to today to engage your speaker with your believer I want to engage your faith with an attitude that says I believe believe therefore I speak I believe God's got this I believe I'm an overcomer in Jesus name I believe greater is he that is in me than he is in the world I believe hallelujah the word of God when faith comes to you and is planted deep in your heart and you meditate on the word of the Lord, then it becomes the word of faith. Somebody say the word of faith. Oh, hallelujah. In Romans chapter 10. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Let me read that again. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Jesus did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. Somebody say amen. He didn't come to abolish the law, but neither can the law save you. Living by the, li living by the law, observing the law, doesn't make anybody righteous unless your Holy Ghost filled. Then you'd fulfill the righteous intent of the law. Man, that's another lesson for another time. Verse 5. For Moses describedeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. What is he saying? You don't have to have... A 
reemergence of Christ. You don't have to have another miracle that he's already done it. He, the, Calvary paid for it all. Somebody said Calvary paid for it all. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. That if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth. For he believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. The scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. All right? Now let me just stop here and say, I love people who tell it like it is. I love people that don't beat around the bush. Don't, don't, don't give me flowery salesman words. Just tell me, tell me like it is. You ask Sister Gill, who are my best friends, uh, preachers, my buddies that are preachers? Amen. They're some of the most blunt people. Brother Mitchell Shelby is one of my best friends. Y'all know him. Nathan Thornton is my closest friend outside of my family. Y'all know him. I like folks that tell it like it is. Now, that being said, there is a connection with faith in what we say. The Word of God repeatedly establishes this principle. But I want to make a disclaimer. I want to pull a side note here because there are some in circles of, of belief that have taken faith principles and have established the doctrine of uh, total wealth, total health, and total prosperity known as the word of faith doctrine, the word of faith. It's the name it, claim it, grab it, blab it theology that is more faith in faith than it is faith in God. Faith in faith than it is faith. It's more faith in their words than there is faith in God. God absolutely wants his people to walk in blessing and healing. Amen. But not to the, to the point that we are ignorant of self-denial. And we're ignorant of denying uh, ourselves daily in discipleship and following him in suffering, through suffering. Because he didn't tell us we'd never suffer. But he always told us he'd be with us in suffering. Okay. And so while Dr. Sounding Breast and Professor Stink Tinkling Symbol, Stinking Symbol too, teach and speak to us that the right word is power. You say the right word and you're going to declare a word of faith and, and you're going to say something and project it. To, amen. I want to tell you that many teach that God becomes a, 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 like a Santa Claus or a genie that I rub the bottle. But I want to preach and to proclaim with my mouth the word of God. What does the word say? Amen. Some will say, well, I can have the will of God. I can have my will over the will of God. That at the heart is the problem with the word of faith doctrine and the prosperity gospel today. Amen. But Paul said, what saith thee? The word is nigh thee. The word is close to you. The word you hang around with will be the word that comes out of your mouth. The word you be, get close to if all you do is listen to, to news and, and all you do is listen to the gloom and doom of our world today, that will be what comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. 
That will be what comes out of your mouth. If all you do is hang around negative people, that will be what comes out of your mouth. But if you'll get close to this word, if you'll get close to what God says and listen to what he says, and all of a sudden you just start quoting things that you didn't know was even there. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Have I hid in my heart. I put it down deep, David said, that I might not sin against thee. The word of faith is not some elusive language or exclusive phraseology. The word of faith is in your mouth. Hallelujah. It's in your mouth. It'll come out with your your language. It will come out with the way that your personality is. Amen. Should we confess today doubt? No. Should we confess today fear? No. Amen. What should be our confession? In verse 9 it says, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Somebody say the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved look at verse 10 this ought to make you shout for with the heart that means your mind and your subconscious what you bury deep amen what you bury in your heart for with the mind or with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation this is an interesting doctrine and thought that Paul is telling us now notice this he is writing to save people He's writing to a church in Rome. He's not writing to unsaved people. He is writing to people that have been born again. He's writing to the church at Rome. And he says, with the mouth, amen, you're going to make confession. The Greek word confession here is the word homolegio. It is is a compound word of homos that means the same and legio which means to speak hallelujah yes it is the word that means to speak the same so the confession of Jesus Christ is I speak the same thing that he speaks I declare his word I've taught you this before you've heard it before confession is saying I say what God says it's not just simply confession that he's alive or confession that he's risen from the dead or the confession that he is Lord but I confess that he is the only wise God I confess that there's no other name under heaven whereby I must be saved I confess I need to be buried in his name in baptism I confess what he says I don't just simply say oh I love him and then go about my way the word of faith is not speaking what you want but rather speaking what Jesus wants The word of faith is speaking what Jesus wants. It's confessing what he says. Hallelujah. Hmm. Then he says, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation here is not just the initial salvation. While that principle is actually true, we know that to be true, but it's not the only principle connected to redemption. But here, salvation is an all-encompassing act of God's deliverance. You need delivered from something, then confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Call upon his name and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Do you need healing in your body? Then confess the Lord Jesus. Let it go from your heart, amen, to your mouth, and then to your actions. I think about those that had a different attitude in Scripture, that their mind went to their mouth, 
And there was some motion. They had an action of faith. How about Paul and Silas being jailed in Acts chapter 16? When they were put in jail, they had been beaten unfairly. They had been incarcerated unjustly. They had been preaching the gospel. Matter of fact, they cast out devils and they threw them in prison for it. They were very, very much not supposed to be in there. But at midnight, at midnight, what did they begin to do? Whatever was on the inside began to come out. Oh, this is horrible. Ain't this bad? Look how bad the Lord's treating us. We're doing the work of the Lord. And the Lord let us go to jail. He's not a good God. Look what we're suffering. Look how bad everything is. And oh, my goodness, this is just the end of the world. Well, I guess we're going to die, Paul. Silas, I guess you're right. No, that's not the attitude that they had. Because what they had on the inside came out, and it came out of their mouth. What did it say? They prayed at midnight and sang praises. Woo! Hallelujah. That's what a child of God who's got the word inside of them, unjustly treated, unfairly incarcerated. But yet, hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God. And what motion happened is that there was a shaking in the earth. There was a quaking in the earth. And all of a sudden, the chains that once held them bound, they are now liberated from. And the prison doors were open. Why? Because somebody said, I'll put it in my mind, and I'll put it out my mouth, and I'll believe God for it. Mark 5, 25. The Bible said, in a certain woman... When you see that in the Bible, a certain woman or a certain man, it means a true story, not a parable, a true story. A certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and nothing was better. Somebody said, that's still the same today. <laughs> Suffer, put a lot of money into physicians, not getting worse, not getting better. I just, no, that's, that's not a good attitude. Uh, I, need, I need to change that. But look at verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, he's here. He's here. Amen. Whether you feel him right now, he's here. When she heard of Jesus, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Who is Jesus? When she heard the word, Mm, go ahead and take a lap somebody when they heard the word when the word got into her heart what 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 happened when she heard that jesus came in the press behind him she came in the press behind him verse 27 and touched his garment for she said for she said if i may touch but the but his clothes i shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt her body that she was healed of that plague so she heard the word it got into her heart and she said she said the word said here is the same word about confession that comes from the greek word logo which means to speak or affirm it's where we get the word lego in the latin where we get the, the toy lego which means building block building upon building block upon block amen she received it and she began to build on that faith with her mouth and declare the things that she was needing that's the faith 
Look at Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us therefore come boldly. Somebody say boldly. Under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Don't you love that scripture? What a beautiful scripture. Break down with me the word boldly. Let us come boldly. The word in the Greek means courage, confidence, openness, frankness of speech. Frankness of speech. So when we come to the throne of God, we need to open our mouth and tell what is in our heart. Frankness of speech. Paul was in a boat that the storm was rocking against, and he said these words, be of good cheer. I believe God, and we're not going to lose a man. Now the ship's going down, but we're not going to lose a man. I've heard from the Lord. Now, I can see Paul over here on the side leaning up some, 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 against some kind of railing or something, and that ship is doing this. And he's going, thank you, Lord. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. And those other guys are going, oh, what are we going to do? 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 What's the difference? <laughs> he had word in him that he spoke out. He had word in him that he declared, hallelujah, I believe God. And what happened? Everybody was fine. Amen. They went through the storm. The ship broke to pieces, but everybody made it. David walked into the valley uh, there that one day when there was a man by the name of Goliath that was bragging and carrying on, and he was big and tall and all of this. And you know what David said? David said, who's this giant? Who is this giant? Who is this giant, amen, that it comes before us? Why, why, what was it in David? David said, because I'm going to whip him. That, that, that can't go on. How about Jason, Joshua and Caleb that said to the other 10 that wouldn't go in, we're well able. We're well able. What are you doing? That's bold speech. That's frank speech, amen. Or Caleb that said in the last of his days, give me this mountain. Give me, what is he saying? Man, that's bold. That's acting out in boldness. Hallelujah. So when you come to the throne of grace, you don't have to come crawling and begging. Come boldly speaking faith, declaring the word of the Lord, confessing what he said. If you know what he said, you can confess it back to him because it's the word that energizes God to action. Let's go back to our original text. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That right there shoots down that it's my words are the ones that does the work. My work confesses Jesus and Jesus does the work. And then he goes through that litany of things in verse uh, 9 and 10 and then go down to verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Listen to this. For all things are for your sakes. All things are for your advantage. But it's hard. 
what I'm going through is hard, you know, but God has an advantage in it. If you'll just be patient, he's going to do something awesome. Not that that thing is awesome. Not that that pain is awesome. Not that that problem is awesome or that disease, but he said, all things are for your sake. Why? That the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, listen to this, the inward man, the inward man, he is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, there is no age discrepancy on this kind of action of faith. Your outward man may fail every day, but let the inward man be renewed. Let your mind, inward man, be renewed. Be renewed. Let your mind be, hallelujah. Well, I can't, well, just, just, just put it on your chest. If you can't, you don't feel like even reading the word. Put the Bible on your chest. Hallelujah. Hook up your iPhone or your iPad and Start playing the word and just let it let the word wash over you. Why? Because it is for the inner man to be renewed. Praise God. When I come to church, I want the inner man renewed. Why do I pray? I want the inner man renewed. Why do I get with the house of God? I want the inner man renewed. Day by day. If you would stand with me, please. Verse 17 in conclusion today. For our light affliction is but for a moment, and it worketh for us a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. You may pray, and the Lord not touch that arthritis. You may pray, and the Lord not touch that situation. You may pray and the Lord seemingly not move. But here's what you can know is that all things, all things are for his glory to be showed in your life, whether here or there. Hallelujah. Our attitude of faith flows from a heart that gets full and saturated with the word of God. And then our mouth begins to confess it. And it produces action. Mind, mouth, movement is the action of faith. James said it like this, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Amen. I want to challenge you in this time. Amen. Just let your faith work. Let your faith work. How do I do that, Pastor? Get into the Word. Put the Word in your heart. Your Word gets in the heart so that your mouth will begin to confess it. In the mighty name of Jesus, would you lift your voices and let your mouth declare the glory of God. Let your mouth... Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.